Hello, I'm Kenny Smith, and this is The Best Story I've Heard Today, a podcast for news junkies. We know you can't possibly see all of the great content being produced, so we're bringing you a story that you might have otherwise overlooked. Our guests each day tell us about the best story they've found today, and today we're pleased to welcome back to the show Jonathan Anderson, a reporter from the USA Today Network, Wisconsin. Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Tell us, sir, about the story you found today, and tell us why the rest of us should read it as well. Well, it's not just one story. It's really a collection of stories. Uh, what initially interested me was the really unfortunate news out of Arizona yesterday that a woman had had died, a pedestrian died after being struck by uh, a self-driving uh, Uber vehicle. And so that incident in and of itself is unfortunate and, re- and raises a lot of interesting questions about the development of you know, self-driving vehicles and and the, the the legal issues implicated in that, and also you know the role of Uber in our society. But what's also really interesting is just the extent to which Uber is sort of in the news in terms of the various issues that the company uh, is dealing with uh, right now. And I don't know if this is unique or if this is something that is sort of a a constant issue that. People are getting into news stories involving Uber across the country and indeed across the world, issues involving problems with their drivers, problems with passengers, issues with labor disputes, such as a strike in India, and uh, just a a really interesting snapshot about the the ways in which Uber makes it into news just just really uh, caught my eye, and I thought that that was particularly interesting. A snapshot's a good word to say there, I think, Jonathan, because all of the air in this particular story is going to get sucked up by what's happening in Arizona with the the looking into that uh, accident there that killed a 49-year-old pedestrian. A lot of people are going to talk about that story. But there's a lot of other stuff going on. And if you read it in the aggregate, it sounds like Uber's taking it on the chin here. Is this a, a concern, do you think, in the sense of if you dive deeply enough into Uber, there's all of these stories and you just gave a very brief overview bullet point of them, or is this just going to be a function of this gig economy kind of aspect that it is a sprawling, hydra-headed um, <laughs> monster as a company right now that things are going to happen? That's an interesting question. I mean, you know, I think to some extent Uber is is unique and newsworthy because it is relatively new, and and so I think people are interested because of the disruption that it's causing in in the industry in terms of transportation. And there are a lot of things that we just have not figured out or, I guess, grown accustomed to. And so you sort of get these unusual situations or seemingly unusual situations where drivers are being assaulted by passengers. You know, does that happen with taxis? I think it does as well. But maybe that that is sort of old news or that's sort of not always unexpected. Maybe that's why it doesn't get in in the paper. I I don't know. That could be an interesting research uh, project. But I also think that it it does raise sort of more fundamental questions that that we have not looked at previously, which is about the gig economy. You know, there's the story of the strike in India where uh, people there, drivers say, that they were promised um, sort of the moon when they began uh, driving for Uber. Um, they thought it would be a secure and 
solid path to uh, a regular uh, income that was just slightly below the monthly uh, income average in India, and it turned out to be far from the case. And so it, I think it absolutely raises more fundamental questions about the, um, the gig economy and um, the role that these large companies uh, you know, have in the world in terms of labor, transportation, and the regulations that will apply to them. I'm wondering also about issues as it relates to scale. Uber has become a worldwide almost institution fairly quickly. This is an is probably is an overnight success as you can get right now on the the scale and scope in terms of that we're talking about this company. But that has to mean something in terms of how you hire people too. One of the stories you mentioned that is not going to get attention now outside of its locale is there is ongoing investigation into an Uber driver uh, who was accused of sexually assaulting a passenger in Boston. If we scale up a company this fast, are we really able to devote the attention to detail required for safety purposes? Yeah, I mean, that's a really good question because, you know, what, what does, you have to ask, what does that entail? What kind of background checks are they doing? How thorough are those background checks? Uh, are they talking to, you know, references to people? I don't know how easy it is to become a, an Uber driver it does raise that question again, you know, ultimately about regulation because taxi drivers or other kinds of traditional established transportation companies may be subject to regulations that require certain levels of scrutiny in their background checks. And Uber, given its corporate structure and the way it operates, um, may or may not be subject to those same regulations. And there are not that many taxi companies that are operating in almost 700 cities around the world like Uber is right now as well. I think that's probably part of this. Let's go back in time a little bit, Jonathan, and try to put all this together just a little bit because we also have this from the fall of last year, the hacking scandal and the cover-up that Uber uh, and various uh, officials there were, in, were involved with it as a larger protection or attempt to protect the company. This is a long string of PR nightmares for the company now. Where do they go now? I have two answers to that uh, question. The first one is my sense is that, by and large, people probably are not dissuaded from using Uber uh, in in most contexts, right? So uh, if it's still providing an affordable uh, way to get from A to B, particularly in situations where the safety risks may be lower if you're doing a group ride or if it's during the middle of the day in a, in a busy area uh, where there are less likely to be safety concerns, my sense is that these situations probably are not going to have a material uh, negative impact on the company, right? It's still providing a service that people want. And so ultimately, its fundamental product, I think, is, is going to remain. But you're right, there are these other issues that are risks for the company. Um, I'm not sure that those are so much PR risks as they are regulatory risks and the issue there. Is, is, is sort of what we see in a lot of emerging 
uh, industries is that governments may de- begin inquiries or may threaten regulation, and that may prompt a company to act better, to uh, impose voluntary rules or voluntary changes to at least appease uh, the government or people in power for a period of time until or unless they uh, find regulation to be necessary. But my sense is that this is more about uh, what rules the company will have to comply with or will take voluntary action to comply with rather than a a, a PR uh, crisis. Unless there are far more high-profile incidents or unless their service just becomes substantially uh, negatively affected. I don't see people, you know, not using Uber in the way that they normally do. You know, that's just, uh, you know, really a layman's perspective. I don't have particular expertise in this industry, but that's just my sense as, as an observer and someone who uses the service. And given the circumstance, it seems like a more examination of regulation, or sometimes perhaps the lack thereof, Maybe something that we see as this story continues. We've got links to these stories and to Jonathan as well below the audio player. Please do check those out. Jonathan Anderson is a reporter at the USA Today Network, Wisconsin. And Jonathan, we thank you for taking the time to be with us again today. Great to be here. Thank you. This is the best story I've heard today. We hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll share it with others. Thanks for listening. We look forward to sharing stories with you again very soon. I'm Kenny Smith.